Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 157 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. The 2022-23 Women's Senior T20 Trophy was the 14th edition of this elusive tournament. It took place between 11th October and 5th November 2022. 37 teams competed in the tournament divided into two groups of 8 and three groups of 7 playing each other in their group once. The winner of each group progressed straight to the quarterfinals whilst the second place team in each group and the third place team progressed to the pre-quarterfinals. The groups worked on a point system with positions within the groups being based on the total points. Railways won the tournament claiming their 11th T20 title. This episode will discuss the tournament and everything you need to know about it. On the podcast today to join us for the discussion we have Prajan from Kerala. He follows women's cricket passionately and handles women's cricket craze. Welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine and thank you for inviting me Neha. It's my pleasure and uh, before we you know kickstart our uh, discussion I would just like to ask you a couple of questions so you know we can acquaint our listeners about who you are. So uh, how did you become a women's cricket fan? I mean where did you get your exposure first? Yeah so uh, first of all as everyone else I was uh, also someone who loved uh, watching and play cricket. So since my childhood I won't miss any match on TV. So hmm. when I If you ask me about women's cricket, the first time I saw women's cricket on TV was in uh, 2016, if I remember correctly. Mm. Because uh, those days, uh, we get to see um, women's cricket only rarely on te- television. And, um, uh, since most of uh, the World Cups were double-headers, like men's and women's World Cup were double-headers. Mm-hmm. And uh, those days, uh, we get to see only the knockout matches of uh, women's cricket. Uh, world cups but that's when i first started watching women's cricket hmm. and i used to watch it only in bits and pieces i doesn't uh, follow that closely but uh, uh, since the 2017 world cup i started following the world cup uh, more even more closely and uh, started analyzing it even better right i mean is that how you know you started women's cricket craze and what is the driving force behind the page yeah uh so women's cricket craze was something that happened uh, all of a sudden like uh, <laughs> i during the first phase of lockdown i came across a few pages that promote women's cricket but hmm. uh, i also always thought that i also wanted to do something like that and uh, since i don't have a platform to express my views and uh, promote it i used to send uh, make post and uh, send it to some of the pages that i know Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, there was one page called WIPL which was handled by one of my friends uh, Veena mm-hmm. and I used to send her the post and one day she asked me like oh, why don't you start a page for yourself so mm-hmm. that's when I got the idea to start uh, Women's Free Place and at the moment we it's handled by two uh, people me and uh, one of my friends right and uh, what are your goals and ambitions uh, for this page you know going ahead do you want to make this a bigger thing yeah there is uh talking about goals there is no such thing as uh, goals or ambitions as of now mm-hmm. i haven't uh, thought about that and i would really like to continue it in the same way uh, as it is now 
uh, also one thing i would really like to include uh, is to cover more uh, domestic cricket and provide mm. the more exposure and uh, talking about domestic cricket um, i would really like to interview some of the lesser known players in the domestic circuit and uh, uh, bring their story uh, to the limelight like that's one thing i'm working on right now and hopefully mm. i can do it on a consistent basis in the future <laughs> that is remarkable and here's hoping uh, that really happens for you as well and the page you know because the exposure to the lesser known players is something uh, that would really help uh, the growth of the game and uh, you know one last question you know before we get into our discussion would be what is the future you know you envision for uh, women's cricket as a whole and uh, according to you, how amazing will a women's ipl actually be yeah the future talking about the future the future of women's cricket is very bright as of mm-hmm. now and uh, we can see uh, the under 19 world cup schedule to be happening south africa next year yeah. and uh, teams have already started the preparations um, like west indies have already played against usa a uh, couple of months back uh, bangladesh under 19 got a match against malaysia team and uh, uh now india is also scheduling matches for its team like india ab is going to play a quadrangular series against sri lanka and west indies so uh, preparations are uh, going in the right direction and i really think that uh, under 19 world cup will be a revolution and we are going to see a lot of changes in many teams in the future and also uh, the future uh, also talking about uh, the future i think uh, mm-hmm. the steps taken by the new zealand and bcci boards uh, uh, on that uh, equal match fees for players men and women is that's an, such a wonderful uh, initiative mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, very remarkable uh, when we talk about women's cricket and england uh, also announced somewhere around 3.5 million euros for the betterment of women's cricket uh, that's also a great initiative so uh, women's cricket is moving in the di- right direction and uh, it is only going to improve uh, more from here and uh, if we talk about uh, wipl and uh, i think we have already seen the success of uh, women's 100 and mm-hmm. uh, cpl that uh, that took place in west indies and uh, england and uh, we uh, have al- also seen how uh, that helped uh, the domestic cricketers in uh, england mm-hmm. to be uh, more uh, financially in uh, that helped them more financially and they that also gave them a chance to focus on uh, their uh, game more like someone like uh, sofia dangli has uh, talked in some interview that how the introduction of domestic contracts helped her to focus uh, on her game more and uh, to secure a spot in the england team so that's uh, one of the best thing that i feel hmm. uh, that wipl will also uh, provide for the players because i'm not saying that it would be uh, it would help all the players but at least some of the players for some of the players it could be a help financially and uh, having said that uh, it's obviously a platform to groom uh, youngsters uh, but more than youngsters i think uh, it uh, would benefit the experienced player a lot because uh, usually what we saw in india is that when as uh, as, a, as soon as when the player turns 30 it seems like it's very tough to get back into the national side Hmm. we have seen someone like uh, niranjana nagarajan or pirish uh, kamyo they all are um someone like niranjana nagarajan who mm-hmm. uh, talked about her uh, ambitions to come back into the team hmm. so i feel that uh, wipl will not only pro- provide an opportunity for the youngsters but also uh, for the experienced uh, players it would be a great opportunity we have seen the 
the how Dinesh Karthik used the platform of IPL to come back into the national side. So that's that's one thing I think um, that would really benefit the players, and it's uh, really exciting times ahead. Absolutely, and you know, a tournament like this will definitely uh, you know churn out so many players who can eventually play for India as well. And uh, you know, talking about tournaments too, how excited were you, you know, for the Senior Women's T Twenty Trophy? And for how long have you been uh, following this tournament? Yeah, I was very excited actually. Maybe more than uh, what I was excited excited for the international matches. Hmm. So, because we rarely get to see them play, and uh, also. uh they rarely get to play matches and that's uh, first time i saw uh domestic match in the tv uh was in 2017 18 if i remember correctly mm-hmm. uh, it was some women's t20 not t20 it was women's od one day challenger trophy and uh, that's when i actually uh, came to know uh, there was a domestic tournament called challenger trophy where india red blue and green is taking part and i tried my best to learn more about uh, that tournament and found that these players were selected from a tournament prior to that called senior women's uh, trophy hmm. so that's when i actually started uh, watching women's tournaments domestic more often but we don't as you know that we don't get to see them uh, often in the television so right um, yeah whenever whenever it's on tv i used to watch that or i will follow that uh, in the bcc website and so right and you know this tournament now we had five elite groups we had eight teams in our groups a b c and seven teams in groups uh, d and e and now at the start uh, who had you predicted you know would make it to the quarter finals yeah, for quarter finals obviously uh, and for the finals i we all know that railways are <laughs> such a dominant team yeah. yeah so that's uh, what i predicted uh, first team that comes to my everyone's mind is railways so uh, other than that i think andhra bengal maybe andhra because uh, there are so many players with a lot of potential in the team hmm. and uh, andhra and bengal and in fact uh, since i am from kerala I'm, and i'm a little bit biased <laughs> i obviously predicted kerala to be in the Uh, quarter finals but hmm. things didn't go their way and also baroda with the presence of some like yastika bhatia and uh, but they also uh, disappointed me right and uh, nevertheless we still had an exciting uh, senior women's uh, t20 trophy right we saw so many uh, players come through the system and such good performances now if you had to evaluate right from group a what were some of your favorite matches and are there any particular performances from these games that actually stood out for you yeah group a was actually interesting we had andhra tripura up hyderabad odisha nagaland meghalaya and mizoram i guess so and uh, from that i think uh, like uh, it was a pleasant surprise to see uh, some team like tripura uh, who finished at the top uh, two on the table i didn't expect them uh, to da- uh, do that well in fact they uh, played uh, very well against uh, most of the teams and mm-hmm. i think uh, also uh, up Uh, defeating andhra also helped their cause mm. and that's uh, one thing i was really surprised to see in group a 
and also talking about group a odisha is one team that really disappointed me because they have got a lot of potential players and they also played the uh, quarter finals of senior uh, one day trophy last time mm. so i was expecting them to make the quarter finals this time also but uh, the batting didn't go their way and uh, there there are players like sushri uh, divya darshini and uh, madhuri mehta who who mm. are um, who are capable of uh, doing it single handedly for the team and who have done it in the past but unfortunately they were not able to step up this time and uh, that's and uh, that was uh, yeah that was very disappointing and uh, having talked uh, talking about group a uh, one player that uh, ibrahim lot is neha dipti and she obviously mm-hmm. had a, a great run of form scoring uh, i think 138 runs uh, in her eight matches and uh, with a strike rate of 120.7 hmm. and she also uh, also hit six five sixes so uh, that's one player that uh, stood out uh, for me in the team and she was uh, she even took her team to the uh, quarter finals and hmm. that that was very remarkable and uh, you know uh, although you know group a, a had such uh, competitive matches what about group b D- did you have any uh, matches that you were actually looking forward to and whose performances here stood out for you yeah actually group b was uh, not that much uh, tough for railways because they uh, didn't had uh, a team that could fight uh, so group b we had railways madhya pradesh tamil nadu who qualified for the knockout stages then here we had goa gujarat jammu and kashmir bihar and andhra pradesh so out of that i think uh, railways versus tamil nadu match was very interesting uh, railways versus tamil nadu match was very much interesting i didn't uh, thought railways uh, tamil nadu would push a team like railways so close that uh, railways won the match by just nine runs uh, the pick of the bowlers i think they were all out for somewhere around 81 uh, railways uh, tamil nadu were able to take the wickets of the, all the wickets of railways hmm. uh, in somewhere around the runs of 81 or something so niranjana nagarajan and uh, kirtana was the pick of the bowlers they took three three uh, wickets each from their uh, four and two overs respectively and that was the most uh, impressive performance for me even though they didn't win the match they pushed hard like a team like railways who almost had all uh, one sided games in the knockout stages hmm. and uh, now you know that we've spoken about group a and b where uh, clearly in group b we had railways dominant what about group c what were some of your favorite matches and uh, were there any players who really impressed you a lot yeah if we talk about group b we can't talk it uh, without mentioning the name of disak kasar hmm. she is one of the brightest stars in india right now and she is in fact the le- leading run scorer in the senior women's t20 trophy or 2022 and uh, she scored uh, i guess she scored 300 runs mm. uh, from her eight matches at is uh, a strike rate of 140 and she took her team to the semi finals and that's uh, very uh, impressive as far as i'm concerned and uh, uh, she uh, also had experience of playing in the uh women's um dhaka premier league in bengal earlier this year so mm-hmm. she took she used that experience in uh, in the domestic uh, circuit this year and uh, and uh, it was very refreshing to see uh, someone like her taking her team to the semi finals and i uh, i hope she plays for india soon and exactly. also 
something what surprised me from group c is mumbai beating vidarbha and baroda by 66 runs baroda by 66 runs and vidarbha by 51 runs that was very impressive performance although mumbai didn't make into the uh, knockout stages mm-hmm. since most of their matches were affected by rain and that was really imp- refreshing to see someone like simran sheik and kumairak uh, kumairak asis stepping up for their mm-hmm. team and performing in the important matches and uh, then bengal obviously was expected to make the semi finals but uh, uh, in the start of the tournament and uh, someone like dara gujjar played um, major part uh, in their progression to the knockout stages and yeah it was a very good group and a very good most tough group i would say mm-hmm. like uh, we had the likes of mumbai and baroda playing excellent cricket throughout the tournament but unfortunately they were not able to make Uh, the knockout stages because of the kind of competition we had in the group c hmm. that's true and uh, when you look at group d right now uh, group d and e had like what seven teams uh, each right in this so what were some of your favorite matches and again any performances that uh, particularly stood out for you talking about group d i think uh, maharashtra himachal karnataka and delhi were the favorites to qualify for the knockout stages but yeah uh, Haryana actually progressed to the uh, knockout stages last time because of the presence of Shafali Verma. This mm-hmm. time, uh, most of the international players were on international duties, meaning uh, they were not favorites anymore. So Maharashtra is one team uh, that uh, stood out with their performances in the uh, group stages, especially when someone like Deviga Vaidya picking consist- wicket consistently mm-hmm. uh, and also... Uh, Sreda Pokar, Pohar Kar, who uh, also was handy with the ball. And uh, talking about Himajal, I think uh, Sushma Varma played a bigger part in their progression to uh, the knockout stages. And Harleen Dior has done an excellent job with the captaincy. So, but uh, one, dis- one thing that disappointed me is the performance of Karnataka and Delhi. Like, uh, Delhi had some of the stars in the name of Simran Dil Bahadur and priya punia yet uh, they failed to make it in the knockout stages and the absence of someone like seda sarawat who was uh, playing under 19 uh, t20 trophy uh, also let them down and uh, karnataka team or karnataka i think they were expected to make uh, it into at least the pre quarter finals but they were uh, very much disappointing mm. uh, like uh, many of the batters like g divya who had a huge potential and who was very handy with the bat in the last domestic season uh, was completely out of touch and uh, also an experienced campaigner like Veda Krishnamurthy not stepping up the big time also uh, let them down and that's uh, what I have to say as far as Group D is concerned. Right and uh, last but not the least let's focus on Group E right now what were some of your favorite matches here and uh, any players that impressed you? Yeah, if we talk about Group E, I think the two teams that has qualified from the Group E are uh, qualified on the basis of individual performances from the two star batters. That is uh, Jessia Akhtar from Rajasthan, who was the second highest leading run scorer uh, in the tournament, scoring 273 runs from just seven matches. And she has a high score of 125 not out. Uh, in fact, that was... Uh, against Sikkim, I guess so. In fact, that was the only century in the tournament. 
and also uh, she has hit nine sixes which is uh, a joint highest number of sixes by any batter hmm. and uh, she, most impressive thing about her was uh, the strike rate she strike the ball at uh, a strike rate of 138.57 that is very rare when we consider uh, the domestic cricket in india and that is that is very refreshing to see and i must also say that jessia akhtar has been doing it for a while uh, since many domestic seasons uh, she mm-hmm. was playing for punjab before she moved moved her she moved from punjab to uh, rajasthan now and she's absolutely doing a brilliant job and like disha kasat she was also a part of women's dhaka premier league in bengal and mm-hmm. these two uh, the the performances of these two are reflecting in uh the the experience of these two mm-hmm. are reflecting in the performance at the moment and um, other than jessie i think uh, ashwini kumari of sarkand is one batter that stood out for me so she is a fast bowling all rounder but uh, she was very much handy with the bat this time she scored 95 not out of 57 versus kerala Hmm. and uh, jarkan went on to win the match by 15 runs that was the best match as far as i have concerned because kela were not ready to give up they uh, almost chased that down uh, giving their best like but they were unfortunately they um, were not able to chase that down but mm-hmm. that match that match was very uh, competitive like ashwini uh, in fact kerala rarely uh, is is a team uh, who rarely concedes uh, runs above 120 so to score 153 against a team against a bowling lineup like kerala is very much uh, appreciated so i think uh, ashwini and jessie akhtra are two batters that took their team to uh, knockout stages from group b right i mean we had such an exciting uh, group stage matches So uh, what were some of your you know major takeaways and uh, talking points from the pre-quarter finals Yeah pre-quarter finals uh talking about the pre-quarter finals I think uh, uh two of the matches were telecasted live so hmm. uh, it was Madhya Pradesh versus uh, Tamil Nadu and uh, Bengal sorry not Himachal versus Tam uh Tripura, which was telecasted live on TV, I mm. guess. Yeah, so uh, it was really uh, nice to see matches were telecasted as uh, after a while. And uh, I think Madhya Pradesh was really impressive uh, with their match against Tamil Nadu. In fact, Anusha was the only one who uh, fought with the bat from the Tamil Nadu side. She scored a uh, half century against Madhya Pradesh. And we have seen in the Instagram stories of... Uh, RCB RCB coach mm-hmm. I think she's if Mike I'm not Hesin. wrong his coach yeah. Mike Hesin, yeah. Uh, that they were scouting players they were in the Chinnasamy stadium to scout the players and mm. in that particular match uh, Anusha scored a 50 and so it was very fortunate for and also uh, talking about Tribura and Himachal match it was pretty much one sided where Sushma Verma almost took her team single hand uh, over the line single handedly mm. and uh, when it comes to jharkhand and bengal uh, bengal were able to win the match quite comfortably since they got the wicket of ashwini kumari pretty early none of the jharkhand batters gave a fight and that's where bengal got the win and pre quarter finals were, were pretty much competitive and um, madhya pradesh was 
the most impressive team for me and uh, their captain nikita chauhan not nikita chauhan and madhya pradesh was the most impressive team for me hmm. and uh, their batter nikita was very standard person right and uh, what are some of your major uh, takeaways and talking points from the quarter finals now yeah so huh. if we talk about the quarter finals it was uh, railways and madhya pradesh who played the quarter final one which was mostly one sided match and uh, the most competitive among all match was the andhra versus himachal match i saw like we pushpalada out of nowhere she took her team to 114 for 7 scoring uh, 35 of 25 balls that was really refreshing to see someone of the middle order taking her team to a respectable mm-hmm. total but some brilliance from sushma varma which helped himachal pradesh to chase that target down in 19 over also uh, talking about the other a uh, quarter finals vidarbha versus maharashtra uh, vidarbha captain disha kasathehe again stood out uh, for her team uh, when it was needed and they were able to chase uh, that down in chase the total of 112 of maharashtra in about uh, 18.2 hours so that was uh, a story about uh, quarter finals i think uh, the one thing that stood out for me is the performance of uh, pushpalada from uh, andhra even though they lost the match she was uh, able to give a proper fight uh, mm. to the strong himachal team right and uh, when we talk about the semi finals right we had some exciting encounters we had uh, vidarbha versus railways and uh, himachal pradesh versus bengal so again any um, noteworthy talking points from these encounters yeah if we talk about vidarbha versus railways i think uh, it was pretty much disappointing performance from uh, vidarbha and i think uh, it, it was almost expected as the opposition were railways but uh, with the kind of home uh, someone like vishakasat was in i was expecting a lot more from her but she went uh, went on to score just 13 runs of 22 balls and uh, also anjali sarwani was uh, uh, at the top of her game very much economical of for giving away just four runs in an over and also uh, sneha rana as always as we always say she always perform in each and every match she hmm. uh, contributed to her team uh, by taking three wickets for just 15 runs so vidarbha uh, batters were clueless about uh, in front of railway bowlers hmm. and also their bowlers failed to pick up wickets in the second innings and uh, the brilliant innings from nusrat parveen and munan is Uh, to play this over the line and into another final. Also, we if we talk about uh, the other semi-final that was between the Himachal Pradesh and Bengal, that was pretty mm-hmm. unfortunate one for Himachal because they uh, because the match was abandoned and Bengal progressed to to the finals. That was pretty harsh on Himachal Pradesh because they were the better team that day mm-hmm. and they deserved to win in all cases. And if they had bowled that last one ball, they would have definitely qualified. instead of uh, bengal mm. but uh, credits to bengal batters uh, for using the time delaying tactics especially dara gujar <laughs> uh, mm. one of the clever minds uh, i have seen in the domestic cricket and uh, richa gosh who uh, was able to hit that one six which um, actually made the difference they were able to delay some time and also um, that match also saw the fight from uh, himachal 
but um, mihida is tawhan in the first innings hmm. she was uh, very good with her running between the wickets and also as always sushma varma also tried her part and that game was just a uh, 13 over match for himachal pradesh and the match they were uh, was abandoned and bengal progressed exactly you know bengal progressed uh, to the final by virtue of a better uh, group stage record which again is quite uh, debatable right because in these uh, rain curtailed encounters perhaps having an extra day uh, a reserve day you know in case uh, weather plays spoils sport can be uh, considered but uh, you know when we talk about the finals now we had uh, bengal versus railways now two powerhouses in women's domestic cricket right so how would you rate that match yeah actually i was expecting a bit more from bengal but mm-hmm. as everyone i also knew that railways had the upper hand uh, because uh, the experienced campaigners like meghna hemaleda uh, snehrana shweta mane all of them were in brilliant form so uh, i expected bengal to give a little bit of fight given that dara gujar was very very uh, scoring runs more consistently throughout the uh, group stages and, mm. as well as in the knockouts and also they had the presence of someone like richa gosh who tried her best scoring 32 of 26 but she really never got any proper support from the other end and it was really disappointing to see someone like nida pol their captain who very much experienced experience campaign and just getting out for a duck and also uh, someone like uh, deepthi sharma who they, who were clueless about Uh, clueless in front of the uh, railways bowlers hmm. uh, but also credit to the railways bowlers uh, with the way they have bowled like uh, like someone like anjali sharwani who was uh, consistent throughout the uh, course of the tournament and also taking uh, three wickets uh, in the final i mean that is uh, Uh, almost seals the deal for your team and also tanija kanwar who was pretty much the pick of the spinners in the knockout stages she hardly gave away any runs uh, and also in the final she took away took uh, three wickets for just 12 runs uh, three wickets uh, for 18 runs so that's um, uh, the performances that stood out for me and also pretty much imrati was the captaincy of punam yadav i have never seen her captaining before side before and even the presence of snehrana they chose to go with punam yadav as captain and she did a brilliant job in leading the team to the title right and uh, you know talking about railways now they won their 11th title so how would you look at uh, this dominant performance and you know how, what would you attribute their success to all these years yeah talking about railways uh, they have always dominated uh, domestic circuit in india and uh, that's where i would like to see some of the changes that wipl might bring uh, which could financially secure the players so that they would have to no longer depend on the railways team uh, and uh, i think they employ india's leading women's players uh, which however creates a monopoly and an imbalance in competition but uh, uh, on the other hand they provide uh boot facilities and jobs for the players so it's uh natural for the players to choose railways over other teams hmm. and uh, but in turn it affects uh the uh the balance of the competitions and i would really like to see some changes that administrations might bring 
at the moment it's uh, seems quite uncertain but i would really like to see some changes in the future and also uh, i would uh, yeah i would like to see some changes in the future absolutely and uh, what are some of your other major takeaways and any young players you know to look forward to who might get picked uh, for the women's ipl based on the performance in uh, this tournament now we even have the interzonals uh, that's happening right yeah uh, talking about young players i think some of the players to look forward uh, to are currently currently in action uh, during the uh, under 19 challenger trophy that mm. happened this month so uh, from there i think some some players like shweta sarawat uh, soumya tiwari and nikki uh, uh, prasad sushida uh, basu all these players have impressed me a lot and i am really keen uh, and looking forward to how how they progress through uh, towards the wip and how the teams are going to how the franchises are going to scout these players because uh, there are a lot of uh, talent uh, mm-hmm. in our domestic circuit so uh, talking about other players from the senior women's t20 trophy i think uh, someone like anjali sarwani uh, was very much impressive with the ball in hand and also Ash- ashwini from jharkhand uh, who uh, almost single handedly took jharkhand to the pre quarter final and uh, disha kasat obviously again uh, you cannot mention uh, you cannot mention senior women's t20 trophy without saying the name of disha kasat and these are some of the players that i think that would go handy for any wpl teams they play for mm-hmm. and uh, also i think they should make the indian team with exactly you know really brimming with the talent these young ladies and here's hoping the best for them and uh, before we wrap up the discussion do you have any recommendations you know for the bcci to amp up the league and perhaps take it to the next level we've seen how uh, the ecb did it with the 100 even the vitality blast for that matter or even how the new zealand cricket board did it with super smash with you know respect to te- televising advertising and a lot of other things so uh, what's coming to your mind right now yeah talking about the promotion of the game i think uh, the clarity is very important like uh, about the scheduling and about the teams because uh, even now uh, we have an australia series scheduled for next month but uh, even uh, now we don't know about the details uh, uh, about the venues and timings of the match so i think bcci should be a little bit more focused on providing the informations uh, a little bit early like uh, if they could pro, uh, like we saw in the last women's t20 challenge the numbers in the stadiums were very less because they uh, announced the venues uh, only just 5 to 4 days before the match so mm-hmm. it was really tough for people to make arrangements uh, like to book the tickets uh, etc to go and watch the match in the stadium mm-hmm. so i think bcci should uh, work on that aspect and at the moment i think they are doing a good job but this is the only uh, place where i think they should improve a little bit like the scheduling of uh, the matches like when uh, ecb and w wbb uh, ecb and uh, uh, australian cricket board they both are doing a brilliant job in terms of scheduling the matches and announcing mm-hmm. the day uh, prior to 5 6 months of the tournament but uh, it's one thing that bcca uh, should massively improve on and also the promo talking about the promotion uh, i think um, uh, advertising and uh, um, other promotions are very important because uh, even now for the series uh, we don't have uh, promos coming out uh, prior to at least one month 
of the tournament mm-hmm. so i think they should focus uh, a little bit on the scheduling uh, announcing the scheduling and timings announcing the scheduling uh, and venues a little bit early so that people could make the necessary arrangement and uh, i think uh, numbers will turn up for the matches in wipt absolutely you know these are some really good uh, recommendations and uh, do you have any uh, final message or something for our listeners uh, thank you for inviting me for this podcast neha and you are doing a brilliant job with never on the back foot uh, and also i uh, would like to tell you that please follow uh, women's crease and keep supporting us in uh, twitter instagram and youtube channels and uh, yeah uh, it was uh, really nice uh, talking to you in this podcast and discussing about women's cricket something which they really love to do and uh, yeah looking forward to more such discussions in the future likewise prajin this was a wonderful conversation you had so many insights to you know uh, share about the senior women's uh, trophy that just uh, got over and uh, thank you so much for agreeing to come and for doing such lovely work with uh, your page too and uh, i will make sure you know to promote the page a lot amongst uh, my circle too so yeah he was just hoping the women's game grows a lot and uh, here's wishing you the best for everything ahead thank you thank you neer thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support throughout please follow and press the bell icon on spotify and subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out at the rate never on the back foot on instagram and at the rate never on the back one on twitter for the latest facts terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you the podcast is also available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify anchor overcast and a lot of other platforms so please do spread the word until next time stay safe and take care listeners bye for now